0: Hey, security peeps, we are back with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome, amazing talent get into cybersecurity opportunities and helping leaders find great talent. And I'm here with my very, very, very good buddy, Namdi Oswagwu. Namdi, introduce yourself to these people.
1: Hi, Renee. I'm glad to be on Breaking in Cyber. I've been watching it for a while and uh, good to actually be on it. Uh, my name is Namdi Oswago. I'm the CEO and founder of Strategic Generation. We're a boutique cybersecurity solutions firm specializing in um, DevSecOps.
0: Cool. So Nanby's a really good buddy of mine. I mean, we've been, he actually is the one who told me about cyber back in the day and was like, you need to get in here and try to figure out a way in. So.
1: Yeah, so. We're going to go over our, our, our history before we started. <laughs> uh, okay. How long has it been now since the. Since, uh, like, now we, we're not
0: dating ourselves. We look young. We're not going all <laughs> okay, the way. Okay. To all- <laughs> okay,
1: OK, I like it. I like you can do that. We can do We're
0: that. not going all the way back there. Um. But we want to kick off today because I thought about some of the things, and and Andy and I, we talk all the time. um, And one of the things that kept coming up was around, you know, he's been seeing the posts and the articles and stuff around the education within cybersecurity, the degrees, um, how to really kind of make a name for yourself in the industry and break into the industry. And so when we were chatting, one of the things that he does that's been very, very successful is joining industry groups and really becoming a, um, you know, an active member inside of the industry groups. So uh, when he was talking about this, it made me think about what some of the things that people who are trying to break into the industry can do. So, Nandi, if you want to jump in and kind of talk about some of the industry industry groups that you've joined over the years and how it's made you, how you've been successful doing so and breaking into different industries by doing it.
1: So I think before we get into that, right, I think it's really a story that I'd like to talk about. I, I think it was early in my career, maybe um, a, a year or two out of college, right? a year out of college, I had an interview with um, these guys and, you know, I'm expecting them to ask me real technical questions. Like, you know, I'm an undergraduate computer science, so I'm thinking we're going we're to go into programming, we're going to go into some real deep technical questions. And what they asked me was, all right, so how do you keep up in your industry? And I was like, um, I went to school, I could do, you know, like program, I guess, I could I know networking. They're like, no, no. Like, what do you what do you do to keep up? And I I I didn't know how to answer it. I was totally a daring in headlights. So, needless to say, right, um, that opportunity did not work out. But (laughs) they uh, taught me a very important lesson in which you have to keep your pulse on what's going on. So, as Renee alluded to, right, um, professional organizations. I'm a fan of it. But not only that is it the whole. Before we start talking about the professional organizations let's talk about the why behind it and why is literally keeping your fingers on the pulse of what's going on in your industry in your profession and constantly staying on it and it it takes passion because that point's not about working more it's about a deep curiosity to i want to understand more i want to learn more Oh, i'm curious about this if you feel like, right I um, I can work and I can offer of my, my job, and then you know, that's it. Then, you know, the advice that we're about to share is probably not for you, but if you're like deeply passionate about it, deeply, you know, I want to explore, I want to go in, a lot of this, the things that we're going to talk about right now extends past normal work working hours. i talking about weekends and talking about late nights, um, and, and different things like that nature. So, that's the kind of and I it's really important to start with that premise because we can help make sense after that. Um, so, you know, rather than name specific organizations, you know, I, I want to make sure that that resonates with everyone because if you have this constant curiosity, you're constantly exploring, where can I get more information? Where can I get more information? Or who's doing this? Or what project can I jump on? And then, yeah, sometimes industry um, professional Wait. organizations play a part in it. Sometimes podcast play a part in it. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, I, at one point the audio was going in and out and I'm wondering if it was, I didn't know if it was me, but it seems like the folks here are saying the audio is going in and out. So I just want to make sure, can you all hear me fine? The running joke is that we all, everybody's working from home, right? So all of our all of our spouses are on Zoom calls at the same time. So we're like, you know, we make sure, can, can you hear that, me?
1: Which, which one was it, Renee or myself?
0: It was you. That's what they were saying before that your wow. audio was going in. Now you were talking, but it sounds like it's better now.
1: Well, wow, that's not cool.
0: It sounded like it was buffering, yeah. but you sound fine now to me. So go ahead. Sorry. So, go ahead. okay, thumbs up.
1: Okay, well, I don't. I don't know what what I, I start going on my tangents so. I want to make sure that um everyone gets me. <laughs> Seriously, I'll start. Going you were ahead. talking about uh, being
0: passionate. No, so one the last thing I heard is, you know, being passionate in the industry, you know, taking a step back and really being really when when they asked you how do you stay current in your industry, you were able to you 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 lost that opportunity, but then you went back and you thought about what you were do, you know, what you had done and you started to do. So you could go go in from there. Everybody's saying you're good now. So you're good.
1: Whatever, that, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, please, if, if you hear what are your issues, definitely just put it on the comments for us so, so we know. Definitely appreciate yeah, that. Definitely um, does, yeah. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's really the case. It's really about that level of passion and that level of curiosity. And then from there, you, you start connecting with folks that share that same level of um, passion and curiosity. And where do you find these people, right? You're not going to find them at a bar, right? Gonna, you have to find them where they, they could probably link up. So you'll go to a professional organization. You know, I'm, I'm more for, um, I, I came in um, to security via um, the development side. So I, I started in QA and I started in, I went to release management and DevOps. And then I started to see um, security gaps. So that was my my pathway. So most of my organizations are around application security, web security and and just understanding how to secure that process. So those are the organization I resonate towards. You're going to find your own. Right. Whether you know you're you're, you're looking at SOC inside a threat um, just various things, you will you'll, you'll whatever you'll find one that resonates with you. Take right. um, a question. Yeah,
0: so before we jump into the questions, but this is a good one, because um, I definitely want to get into the certifications, because I I, I think I I crowned you the certification king, like at one point, because you you, you would literally be having cert, 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 cert. But before that, I just want to say good morning to people who show up all the time. Hey, Danielle. And Yamara is always here, Sue Lem. Hey, Sue, I answered your question, Sue, yesterday. I hope you got to see the first part of yesterday's um, live. If you have not, go back and check that first five or 10 minutes because we talked about how you can transition your PM experience into security. So Ozzy is here. Good morning from Georgia. Anyone that has LinkedIn user, by the way, I believe that's the case because linked because your your profile might be private. So if you wanted to, you know, make your profile public, I think we would get more, um, it wouldn't come up as just saying LinkedIn user. So Ozzy says, hello, Namdi. And then we are down to getting back to um, certs. So somebody wants to know, how do you study for all your certs? That is a great question for you.
1: So, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, um, so, so here, here's the deal, right? Um, it's a good question. So I think once again, let's take it back to what I said about passion, about curiosity. Um, once you have that premise, it's not necessarily about search. It's about getting that, like, that's, that's what the need is. Um, and, and then, you know, once you have that, that's the famous quote, like Nike, you just do it. And that, and that's how you study Like, I I um I think my first cert was a very very long time ago, a few years out of college. They don't even have it anymore. I think there was a Java Sun. Yeah, that's, that's before that's before Java transitioned to Oracle. So it was um it was a Java Sun certification, and you know years I didn't, I didn't I didn't get a cert for years like years years after that. And then one day I just realized like, why not? You know, like I wanted to learn more about um, project management. So you know there, you can learn something which is fine and i don't i don't knock that as people who are great hands-on they know things in and out but what what i learned that was good for my professional career was proof that i learned it so i look at certifications as proof that i learned it so can you if you try to test me on the pembok right now i will probably fail miserably but at one point i knew it very well and there's proof on my linkedin profile that i have a pmp right um, you know, same thing. And then, and then it's, it's the, it's the curiosity layer, right? It's like from releasing applications, you know, PMP was more of a like a waterfall. We're looking at different aspects. How do we get faster? Because from, from the path that I came in from, I'm always trying to figure out how do we release faster? How do we release safely? How do we release securely? So all of those things started to play in. So the PMP, and then it was the Scrum master. Oh, wow. Okay. That's how you can organize projects in the agile approach. I see how that works now when I'm working with development teams. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Oh, you know what? We're, we're, we're going to cloud now. You know what? What about AWS? That's a cloud leader. I want to understand more about that because that knowledge resonates with, you know, even though it's different nuances between GCP and Azure, that knowledge seems to resonate. It's like, okay, that's cool. Wow. Wow. You know what? I need to get, I want this security thing. So uh, I had a grad school opportunity at Fordham. It was like, okay, boom, I'm going to enroll in this program. I'm going to dive deeper because I know that I can bring that back to the Project teams and my clients, and then boom, I caught the security bug. It was like, Oh wow, this is you know, I've always, one was, was second looking back there. Can, yeah. can
0: you guys hear him? Ozzy is saying your audio cut out again.
1: Yes, this is this is uh, this
0: is not, I can't hear you clearly, so I, yeah, I
1: can hear you clearly too, but that's yeah. not. Um,
0: but go one, ahead, keep if, going. Please yeah, let us no, know if, if you're here, if you have audio ish, if we're having audio. No, let
1: me see if I put the um headphones on, if that makes a difference.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, I just wanted to add that um, one of the things that you, your, the comment that you made around...
1: Can you hear me now, Renee?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. All
1: one right, of go. the comments
0: that you made around... Um, oh, Ozzy saying that was earlier is fine now. Okay, thank you, Ozzy. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, one of the things that you said ab- around continuous learning and learning as a whole, I think some people... One of the things that I always like to bring up, Chris likes to bring this up, too, is figure out how you learn best. And I think yeah. Chris Cochran and Ron um, in Hacker Valley Studio, they talk about this because they learn a ton of different things and they, everyone learns a ton of different ways. So to your point, you know, you're you're by you doing your continuous learning, you know, the structure, the understanding of a certification, the structure of, a cer- you know, studying from in that And that aspect is great. Whereas some people have said, you know, I just like to zoom, I like to go on YouTube and I like to literally, you know, go through the things and then pause it and then do it, do the thing and then go back and back and forth. Um, So the continuous learning piece is a piece that I just want to reiterate that keeps, it comes up often and people ask like, should we get this search, should we get this? And we're all, all of us collectively are saying, the learning aspect is really the part that is the most important, and then yes, you know, if you want to pay to get the cert or what have you, it's proof that you learned it. Um, the learning piece is the real important piece. So
1: the, the learning piece is, is 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 the key piece is learning, and then for me, I'm more on the consulting side. So whether you're a consultant or employee, it's the learning and apply it to a real client. Look, th- th- I feel this can add value. Um, this is what the industry is doing. Right. Um, I, I, uh, posted, uh, I, I posted a video called the, um, uh, three reasons to get a cert. Right. And, and one of my, one of my reasons was, you know, and I've, and I've experienced this at different clients. We, we're, we're working on big projects and we're doing it, what we think is right. Right. But that's not necessarily what the industry may be doing. Because these are time-tested things that that are proven. Now, you can break the rules and innovate. That's how innovation happens. But it's really good to understand it because I've been in situations where we're doing something, but it's not quite what the industry is doing. So we're a little bit out of sync. And then when we took those lessons, we were able to just be more successful. So wherever you get the learning from, whether it's YouTube, I I actually like getting books, um, Kindle books, but then listening to it um, from an audio perspective. Not necessarily audible, but if uh, um, you have a Kindle, it turns um, text to speech. So I, I just listen to it sometimes. So, and you know, actually doing stuff. I remember um, from a learning perspective, spending weekends um, breaking into stuff and literally using Kali Linux and the def- different tools and constantly hacking. Cause I wanted to learn it at that point and learn the different tools that are out there and experiment with it. So it, it's, a, it's a constant process in this field um if you you're not if, if if you cannot do that or you don't have the mindset for that, it's it's gonna be a very difficult journey for you. Um and you may become obsolete. So I think longevity happens when you constantly reinvent yourself, constantly learn stuff. Um and another way to learn on um, back to professional organizations, right? There may be a project that you may not necessarily be working at work that that's so innov- innovative. It's so atop like like right now uh, a thing that I'm I'm get I'm into um, is the on the blockchain technology side, smart contracts. So it's one thing to be into it, but now I'm working in a in a professional org in the um, Cloud Security Alliance in which we're we're writing standards around it. So now we're we're diving in deeper. So it's it's constant, you know.
0: Yeah. For sure. So Ben, who's always here, Hey Ben says, DevOps is a fantastic place to learn about vulnerabilities in rapid succession.
1: I uh, agree totally. I mean, that's why the, for, from my focus and my intro to security, the best place that I saw the most value that I could contribute to my clients in my industry is through DevSecOps. So we just added security to the DevOps um, layer, and, and really looking at ways we can still um, deploy at speed, but in a secure and and safe. We don't have to sacrifice security for speed because that that seems to be a a misconception that a lot of teams go on, they say, well, security slows me down. So, you know, if if I have, if if I do a static analysis and it does, it gives me false positives, it just slows the the DevOps process down, but there's different processes and tools we can implement to speed that up. I'm getting way technical. Okay. That's
0: um, that's cool. <laughs> no, I mean what's cool is yeah. that, and I I think that people a lot of the times, and and I I see this from my side with the people who struggle a lot of the times to break into the industry. Um, and I think Brian hopes said it best last week, is that it's one of these places where typically you're coming in from you know you cut your teeth somewhere else. So in your case, like you're where you come out of is where a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot leaders love people with your type of background in particular. um, Because if you came from a computer science background, you used to be a developer, you know, you've grown up, that's where you literally, that's where you cut your teeth. And you get into the arena of the DevSecOps space, you fully understand it, because you used to code. So you get it. Whereas someone else who may be coming in, they might they may struggle because you're coming in with this you come in with one perspective the security side but not fully understanding what the developers are doing but go ahead jump in
1: no just just like i i came in um you know traditionally trained computer science coding did a little bit of that coming out um of college then went into qa then the release side and, and and working with developers and 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 you know managing that process and build engineering and stuff. So to your point, um, I, I think a, a problem is, and this is just this is my opinion. It it, it looks from a project team's perspective that security is there to slow them down, and um, I think you know, it, from from my perspective, it's more so we are all here to support the business. Bottom line, whether you're security, yeah. whether you're QA, whether you're developer, you if, if There is no business. There is no you. That's that's it. It's not point blank, period. Right. So understanding that is what's the best thing for the business. The best thing for the business is to definitely release their applications. The best thing for the business is to release secure and safe applications. So let's marry those two and figure out the best way to achieve that goal. So that's the mindset that I come from.
0: Yeah and I hear that often in um you know from businesses from the business side too you know when you talk to sometimes at the business pe- business side they're like oh security is like the police like they just want to tell you no like <laughs> they you can't do this you can't do that and or it's too slow or that's going to take too long or whatever so i think you know from from my experience too it's similar experiences like Hey, security is not just, you know, the police coming in here. We want to help you release secure applications so, you know, you don't have issues. Not necessarily that it's trying to be a blocker. So Danielle wants to know, is there scholarships for getting certs? I have seen some. Um, I think, and I don't want to mess up this acronym, ICMCP. I believe the international consortium of minorities and cybersecurity professionals. I believe I know they had some scholarships. I think SANS had some scholarships for theirs. Um, I saw something else recently, Danielle, I will do some searching around and reach out to you and um, DM you afterwards, because I know I have definitely have seen some scholarships um, for people trying to get cert- certain certifications Nancy, have you seen
1: any do you know um n- no uh, wait um aws educate
0: okay a- yeah
1: AWS, if you go to aws educate um and you have a student id uh or from some university or you can get on there for free and they give you career tracks and free training
0: Okay, so if she you get the have, training. I don't know if that's the case if she doesn't have the um the student ID.
1: Um, you can still check, yeah. yeah, I would check, check it out. because a lot of people I, I've heard, I've sort I've seen videos and and people that they didn't look like necessarily students, but they went through the career track and and got a cloud job. And then you know once you get in, everything has to be secure. But um, you know that that's a AWS Educate was good. I, I don't know if Azure or GCP has some, but I think. A lot of these cloud providers are trying to get people to understand it because then it'll it'll help their their product um you know get Mm -hmm. more uh compete more people with access and and things of that nature so it it would behoove them to to have you know training and things like that so if aws has it i'm sure gcp and azure may have something even if it's a baseline um certification or baseline um tools to study um you know because sometimes like the earlier point you may not get the cert but, you know, a, a cheat code is study it, learn it, and blog about it. Start talking about it. Start connecting with people at those firms and asking questions and, and put like, oh, this is what I learned. What do you think? You know? And, and that's just more of the using social media to, to network. And, um, you know, in, in that case, if you're, if you're the one always talking about this technology and posting what you're learning, even without the cert if i have questions i'm going to come to you and say you know what do you think about x y and z because you have positioned yourself online as an authority
0: so selaimon says what are your thoughts on pivoting inside of inside of the infosec field i want to transition from a blue team to dfi ir and cloud so i'll jump in and answer that one yeah, i think too. that it is um, It makes perfect sense. I mean, most people don't stay in one. Not I won't say most. A lot of people like to move around. You know, you want to learn new things. You want to get involved in new things. Um, I said this yesterday. Some people tend to look externally when they're looking at opportunities versus looking at what's right there, like right in their own backyard. And if you're trying to pivot right now, you're in the blue team and you want to get over to incident response. You want to get over your. You want to get to DFIR and cloud. I would just say, reach out to the, you know, take on an additional project from them. Ask volunteer your services, um, within th- volunteer to get involved um, as as much as you can in these projects. That's how many. I mean, almost everybody that came into security older than ten years ago or so came in from somewhat some other some other space, some other pivot. Like there was no cybersecurity degree, there was no program, you know, there was there wasn't something with so much structure. I think um, Brian last week was saying that the industry is about 20 or so years old. It's not a, a really old industry. So most people when I did I did a bunch of interviews that are gonna start to come out with leaders in security, and it's like, hey, where, you know, how did you start? And almost everybody started somewhere else. I was a sysadmin. I was, a, you know, I was a developer. I was this. I was that. I was something else. So pivoting within, I think, is fantastic. So that's um, that one came from Salamin. Okay. So there's other questions here. Buddy says, do kinds of KPIs or metrics, or what kinds of KPIs or metrics do you use um, to determine the project at hand? And if it measures up to industry standards, what types of responses do you get from executive stakeholders? It's
1: um, a good question. Um, off the top of my head, can't think. I mean, one KPI uh, uh, that that that's security related, and also you can look at is um, mean time to remediation. Um, in terms of, so I'm gonna I don't know when I go off a tangent, but you have situations in which if you look at a lot of um, applications and the in the Play Store, um either either on Apple or Google side, they have vulnerabilities, right? Um so, you know, how do you when are you going to remediate that? Like you have situations that, you know, when you're you could be leveraging some open source components, you could be leveraging within. And you find this vulnerability, how long to remediate? What's the turnaround time for that? How long are you exposed? Um, another, good, another good thing is to Um, constant now a big thing is the reports. I know Verizon has a report, different companies publish different reports. And in that you'll get a ton of stats from an industry perspective that you can relate back to your, um, it's really understanding the pain point and it depends on the client. Um, some of them look at different things. So it's like, all right, you could take some information from how the industry does it from one of these reports, and then you can circle it back to your, your particular client or employer and see and then get the stats internally and then compare the two. Say, this is where the industry, this is where we're at. There's a there's a gap. How do we become better? Um, that's, that's my advice to it.
0: OK, cool. Um, Gina, Gina, this comment. So Gina says, I see our guest is a career coach. Is there a certain career concept we would do well to get familiar with in the industry that you see? So Gina, um, Chris Folon is the one who's the career coach. He and he I, I put in the comments that he would also potentially come on. So if he's available, he will jump in and he'll be able to answer your question. But I got,
1: not got real question. confused. Video, like, <laughs> <correctly. Wow. laughs> they was so, like, a lot so, of things Not that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Danielle, uh, somebody says, I think this is um said it's telling Daniela Sands has a women's immersion program oh, with attaining awesome. and training and certification are free if you make it into the program. So um Azure is also giving vouchers and this is from Seliman uh for AZ900 if you watch an 8 hour webinar. Um it, somebody it, else said Azure, Azure training to. is free too.
1: Can I add something in? Look, we live in a very very connected world. If um you have the aptitude and the passion to get a cert that could um help a company out like connect with people if, if the only thing stopping you is resources meaning something financial connect with people if you if you connect if you look up and do research on um azure and, and look up you know maybe the the people in charge of that the certification program or some or some company execs execs there hit them up and say listen i, I love your product i'm amazed by it i've been studying it this is the value i can add the only thing stopping me is um, getting is money for a certification, but I'm ready to take it. I can add tremendous value. I'm talking about you. I'm doing this, all these things. Can you give me a voucher? You'll be surprised. I have never done that. I've done other things, I'm connecting with people, the things that I wanted and just posed it and I was surprised with her response. So I, I don't, I think you shouldn't let um, like money stop you. Um, there are people yeah. willing to help. just, you have to make it so what's in it for them. And if you can answer that question, I mean, I think you can get some some things done.
0: I think I want to add on that Chris would say this over and over because he has so many, um, he has grown so much in this industry just by being that resource, just by saying, I'm digging into this thing. So I think people, one of the reasons why we started breaking into cybersecurity is I think that more, and I say this with air quotes, entry level or early career junior folks that are new to the industry. And that can mean anybody. So career changers or whatever, anybody that's new to the industry may feel like, oh, I cannot bring in, um, you know, I can't speak as an expert. Um, And you're an expert in your you're and and you might not be an expert in a particular um, industry or topic or whatever, but what you do have is you have a voice and you have a perspective. And by even saying and blogging and talking about and who somebody else was on here that talked about this, her mentor told her um, to do what I do what do what I'm teaching you and then blog about it. Everything I'm teaching you, blog about it. And so that's what she started to do. And oh, yeah. by blogging about this stuff and sharing, then more and more people were able to say, she was able to put it out there, ask questions. You all already know how much this community wants to help. Like, Everybody here, you put a question out, you put, you blog about something, people are going to be all over you. Some of the, the you know, the people who reach out to you, the folks who have been really successful in this, they put the information out there. And then people say, oh, I love your passion. Like, we talked about this yesterday. And, you know, we talk about it all the time in terms of the, the job descriptions, trying to break in all that stuff they're looking for perfection when they put up some of these crazy job descriptions they're never gonna get it if you know 25 no, well not 40 percent 50 percent of what's written on there you can you know go for it and apply for that type of job but it goes back to kind of sharing hey this is what I'm learning this is what I've been doing I've seen some people do hundred days they do they do like these little challenges 30 day challenge or something around you know building their their um, Building their home lab or you know, different development projects or whatever it is. And this is how people are getting known in the industry by like continuously saying, This is what I learned, and this is what the end result is from what I learned. So definitely go out there and do that and be um be a sponge. Like you wanna you wanna show people that you're passionate and that you want to learn everything else. Um passion is key so um, Gina wanted you to answer the question anyway so take away the career coach part she okay. said is there a certain career concept we would do well to get familiar with in the industry that you've seen
1: so all right uh, I could so okay I'll answer that so here's how I'm gonna answer that now if I was giving my my 22 um, year old self advice, Um, that I think could have helped my career um, excel a lot further at the time. The technology, you have to know. That's just, it is what it is. You're going to have to constantly study on that. I would um, also look at um, the business or an industry, right? So let's say right now we're in 2020. I would say, okay, what industry right now is popping? Like what's going on? Obviously not cruise lines, right? So you want to think about it like, Okay, maybe um, it, it it's fintech, right? Maybe it's telcom. You know, telcoms are doing well right now with, with with Zoom, Twilio, like their stock prices are shooting through the roof. All right, cool. I want to understand everything there is to know about telcom, right? I want to understand it. Technology, like I said, that's a given. That 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 cannot go away. That's what you. That's you're a technologist. Boom. So you're 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 getting your skill sets there. But now you start understanding more about telcom. Now you start relating the two, right? Here is some. So now, I mean, think about the power. You, you're talking, you know, and we could we could get into interviews because I I look at interviews a little bit different. I don't look at interviews that you should be sitting there getting asked a hundred questions and answering each one. That's crazy to me. I I I I'm more for the more from the sell side. Like even though I'm a consultant out of my business, you are your own business, and I think Doctor Dan alludes to that as well. So. It should be more of a conversation. It should be more of a, you know what, let's figure this some stuff out. What problem, like, you know, the power in saying, you know what, I, I know this industry, here's, here's the trends I'm seeing in this industry. This is what's going on. Here's what your competitors are doing. I think you can relate that. How does that relate back to this technology problem? A conversation like that will differentiate you so much from everyone else. Because everyone's coming to answer questions about some technology. You know that, that that's a given. You're now talking about this is where the industry's going. this is what's happening here, here. Your, your competitors, this is what they're doing. How are you um, relating to that? So now because like the question comes up, right? Do you have any questions for us? Oh, do I? Yeah, I do. This is what's happening. They're like, oh wow. you know, I, I looked at your corporate mission, I looked at what you're doing. Um, how with this role, how does that tie into this So when you talk like that, I mean, and you can't, obviously it's, it's, it's really difficult to learn technology also learn about 20 different industries. Right? So I would be real strategic. I would pick one, like for instance, for my company right now, we're, we're, we're focused on FinTech. That's not saying in two years, we're going to switch to health tech, but right now I'm talking FinTech and I want to know more about it. I mean, I've been working in it for quite a long time, so that's a difference, but if, I'm, if I if I have it, if I was never working in it I have experience in it I would research it I would keep understanding more and more and more and more and when you're having these conversations you don't have to wait to interview you hit up someone that's a VP or director there hey this is what I see is going on in your company this is what the trends are saying what are your thoughts around that they are like oh snap really so yeah. that's my and answer.
0: sometimes no that's a, that's such a valid point because sometimes you bring in information that they don't even have the answer to depending on the level of the um the interviewer so and, you're telling them stuff that they might not even really realize about their industry there's many yeah. times that that's happened where they're like what? wow and like i didn't I they, like, they, like you know, they might not say out loud i didn't know that but you can see in their face like, I didn't and, really
1: and that. that's the bonsai moment that's the oh oh yes oh, like whoa wow who is this person you you that's the moment and you know And, and, you know, some people, it may resonate and some people may not, but if you're passionate and it doesn't resonate with that person, maybe that's not the right fit, but you keep doing it more and more. And like I said, don't wait till the interview, hit up someone on LinkedIn. That's a a position that an industry that you, you know, I'm I'm talking different industry leaders. This is their perspective. This is what I read. What's yours? Yeah. So like, who is this person? And, you know, write about it, talk about it. So. So, oh yeah. By the way, um, in preparation to this, um, uh, inter- well, I guess this this podcast, I took the liberty of writing um, uh, an article on LinkedIn called um, "Breaking Into Cybersecurity." Right, quote, quote Um And I'm just I put some tips, um, more details in terms of what I discussed, and I did a roll call from my network to add additional tips. So if you if you search on LinkedIn hashtag Strategic Generation. Um, with hashtag breaking into cybersecurity, or my article should pop up um, breaking in, and it's uh, additional tips that we discuss with additional details that maybe we couldn't get into with some links. And I'll be adding to that as I think of more. So you can you can you can search for it. So you want to put that in the um, comments or something? I don't know. Oh yeah. So. Um, I'll
0: put put it up in a second. Um, cool. Gina says. That she wants to start, she's starting a group for people who are going after the Security Plus because she's taught it more than ten times. Um, so, That's Gina, awesome. that that is amazing. Like, are you, are you charging wants people? It? No, I think we're, she's we're
1: entrepreneurs it. here. Are you are you charging people for that group access? That's a sounds like a good business. Gina
0: taught it ten <laughs> times, so this is pretty cool, Gina. Um, for you to jump on here and get people through the Security Plus, that would be. Um, that's a really, really, really awesome thing to do for the folks that are here that are looking to get in. Um, Dominique is saying, yes, people. I mean, I think we all going to be in there. <laughs> we'll all be in there learning. So That's this exciting. is good stuff. So let me put up, Nandy, um, you said hashtag strategic generation and hashtag.
1: Um, yeah, like, article should come up. I don't know if you want um, uh, to. I tagged you in the article, Renee, so you should you should have the um, link to it. So it's so on my could feed? The, yeah, you can put it in the comments afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's in my feed. It's in my feed, folks, the, the share that I did earlier about this. So we're at almost 40 minutes. Um, unless anybody else has any additional questions, you know, it's really about how do you stay current? I think the takeaway from this is, like, how do you stay current in your industry um, overall? Because, you know, thinking about all of the – all of the different things that we've talked about um, um, today, it's really been around staying current, staying um, on top of what's happening. As we all know in technology, like Namdi said earlier, you will be um, obsolete if you're not continuous learning, it's just the name of the game, like however you do it. So it's how do you stay on top? How do you stay there? and any and, final
1: words Naomi, before we go yeah let me, let me add something so I, like um for hobbies right i'm uh I, I like martial arts i like mma i like i like bjj and jiu-jitsu and things like that nature so I, i've been around a lot of um fighters and athletes and you know i went to what started did some tournaments this year myself and the work ethic is amazing the training the amount of training needed i mean being around some, you know, amateur professional fighters and how much they train and get ready for a fight camp and constantly, it's like, you constantly have to go to the weight room, but then you have to work on your skills and you have to spar, you get, it, it's 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 intense. And listening to athletes like the late, great Kobe Bryant in terms of his training regimen, waking up four in the morning, going going to practice, go, coming back again, 12 o'clock, he's working, he's going to practice like three, four times a day when everyone else is not. And it's just separating them himself from his competition. And I think, you know, although I'm talking about athletics, I, I've taken that and tried to apply it to my profession. So Renee would say I'm the certification king. Um, I know people with way more certs than me, but at one point it was like, you know, I'm just going to keep getting more certs. Now it's like, you know, I just want to keep understanding the industries that I'm in. I want to get more familiar to honor the commitment we have of. Of um, you know, making sure everyone wins—the business, the project team, and and also the end user—with securing their apps. So it's constantly, and it's kind of neurotic, but you you constantly are doing it because this is this is what you signed up for, and that's how you you win. Whether you're entry, mid, senior, it doesn't make a difference. You, it's that constant level of going after it. So that's what I want to leave with.
0: Okay, awesome. So. Um, folks, thank you so much for your comments, and Namdi, thank you so much for being my guest today and my co-host. There's someone here that says, yeah, greetings from a Nigeria sister. Oh, what's
1: Sheriff- up? I love <laughs> so, that.
0: Thank you all for, for coming on, for joining us. Gina King, thank you so much for doing a Security Plus um, group sessions. Let us know. We should bring Gina on here. We could talk about this since we, she just started this thing up. And then, awesome. um, folks, we will see you on the next episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I believe it is
1: on,
0: oh, maybe Thursday. We may have a surprise on Thursday. With department. Well, I won't see. Well,
1: love surprises.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I can't say that we're having them on yet until I get the official word, but Thursday might be a good one. Anywho, thanks, everybody. Thanks, NMD. Thank Bye. Thank you. Tonight.
1: Take care.